share, share, share. I dropped it in some of our platforms. We're going to keep it moving. And um, let's go. Let's go to work, team. Got Money Mike on the scene. We're going to get through our week and uh, get jump right into our guests. So sorry for our tardiness. Uh, we are on Sam Mars page. We've done this before early on, and it's, um, sometimes technical difficulties uh, happen. So how we got to say, please stand by. But we are here. We are in the building, okay? Welcome, welcome, welcome to One Night to One, Night to one People. The team is here? Yes, we're here. Team is here? Absolutely. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So we're going to do our normal. I'm going to jump into my uh, week. We wasn't here for a couple of weeks. Um, some quick updates. Uh, bio writing is going well. Um, attendance is small, uh, but it shall pick up. Um, it's a hybrid course at the Isaac Center um, at 10 a.m. on Thursdays. On Friday, March 4th, 2020, um, I announced uh, my candidacy for a state committee woman for the 68th Assembly District. Uh, let's just say I'm busy, busy, busy. And on Saturday, March 5th, um, the current organizers of UES for BLM, we held our last vigil at Carl Schultz Park. Um, it was bittersweet, and it was day number 507. And since we are going through time, I'm going to jump into you, Stan, and then, Mike, if you got to share your week, and then we're going to go to our guests, and then I'll finish up the rest of my week at absolutely, the end. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, my week is um, not as busy as um, normal. Um, I dealt a lot with my son, uh, who finally came out the hospital. I think I mentioned on the last okay. show. Uh, so we're going to have a lawsuit um, okay. against Mount Sinai West. I did get a response back from them. I wasn't satisfied with the response, so we're going to keep that moving forward okay. um, so that that does not happen uh, to anybody. For those who may not know, my son was assaulted um, in a hospital, you know, and it's mm. systemic racism, you know, that we as black folks continue to deal with, you know, whether it's housing, whether mm. it's hospital, whether it's school, education, there's always an issue of racism that we're constantly yeah. dealing with, you know, and it's tough, you know, that we got to live like this, you know, in 2022, you right. know, so it's amazing. Um, on the NYCHA side, we had a meeting uh, with uh, State Senator Mike Janavis on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, I was in the room, uh, Kristen Hackett from Justice Fall was in the room, Marquise was in the room from Residents to Preserve mm -hmm. Public Housing. And um, he was able to say in that meeting that, you know, the blueprint really is dead, you know, mm -hmm. is how he phrased it. You know, he doesn't see it coming back. You okay. didn't see um, the State Senator supporting it, you know, or, or at all. So that was very, very good to hear. Although it is still troubling because we are still hearing rumblings and things um, mm -hmm. about privatization and things seemingly going under the under the radar, so to speak. So the fight's not over, you mm -hmm. know, but I do want to say to all the organizations that are out there, you know, that fought, you know, we we're winning, you know, because mm -hmm. most people thought this would have been slammed right through. That's yeah. when I first heard as soon as it came up is that there's nothing we could do. Night Chavez is not going to fight back. Organizers aren't going to be able to do it. You know, we were able to put the pressure on these politicians and slowed it up. And now we are going to stop it. So okay. NYCHA will not be privatized at all. And that's our platform here okay. today. Anything on you? Well, I did my usual, you know, build studios <laughs> and schools. Okay. And, um, well, yeah, so CPR, AD, of course. Good for you. I was Give yourself at, some. Well, yeah, yeah. You're you're some. supposed to give me some of my yeah. housework, but that's a whole nother thing. We'll do that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking to my, a brother of mine days ago a few days ago about i don't know if everybody from housing you know heard of something called yogi bear mm. it used to be a little bus or van that used to come around the areas and tell you know children about god and gave them praise worship and gave mm. them toys and okay at the end of it candy and stuff but i don't usually see stuff like that no more mm. it, it was just something we were talking about but mm. I mean, that's awesome. a whole different story. Okay. I'll probably talk about that another time. But. Okay, we got some at the end of the show. Dad, you want to introduce our All guest? right, so um, we have a candidate here running for State Assembly. Um, I believe in the so 68th Assembly District. 68th Assembly District. And um, your position is very, very important if you are to win in this fight to keep public housing public. Uh, so we definitely want to hear your views on the issues as it affects public housing. Also, uh, what your campaign is all about and uh, what you're trying to do um, for our community. So, Michael Lopez, introduce yourself. Tell us about your campaign and uh, what nights of residence that you um, represent and your plan for the community. Yes, thank you, thank you. I'm sorry um, I can't stay too long, and but I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to express myself and tell the, the public a little bit about my candidacy. Okay. Um, my name is Michael Lopez, like you said. I gotta remember the S in the middle. 
Um, <laughs> I'm running from the 68th district, assembly district, as an assemblyman. Um, NYCHA, I have three, my platform I divide into three, but there's five, but because of time, I'll talk about three areas that I think that um, the, 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 the listeners would like to hear about. First, let's start with NYCHA and public housing. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been studying, I, I was a past president of one of the developments. And then during that time, I was able to study and read the laws and get into the codes. And I was hoping in the process that some of these lawyers that are running, uh, that are part of these programs that are fighting back and God bless them, we're all together in this and we're fighting back and we're gonna keep this section nine and NYCHA public. Yeah. However, I, I, I've always looked at the codes and the codes have a, has a lot of space in them and a lot of wording that says that we can, we could own our own nitro mm -hmm. development. We can run the place, but we have to have the right legal and legislation processes to protect us all the way to the top. And as an assemblyman, I'm gonna fight to write that bill and get those, those, those legal legalities out in the open and how we can fight back because we could have ownership in nitro, our ownership, not a mm -hmm. developer owner, the public owner. The second space, the second area I'd like to talk about is harm reduction. Now there's an issue going on in East Harlem about the harm reduction programs. There's too many saturated in East Harlem. Well, I'm again, I'm, I'm for them staying where they are. I, I don't wanna give any of those programs away because what's gonna happen, you give them away, space opens up and who gets the land? We can't afford it, developers get it. So the programs are needed. A lot of people, we should be the Mecca of recovery. I don't see us leaving any of those projects. And the last phase is mental health. I'm a mental mm. health specialist for 40 years. Okay. I'm a clinical social worker by profession. Mm. So 20 years, 20 years as administrator, 20 years as the front line. And yeah. I definitely think that there has to be some legislation to be parity in billing and parity in running groups in, in uh, mental health programs so that more people can get into these programs and there will be less waiting lists. So these are the three main areas that I think some legislation and some good writing and reading could use. I'm, I've been an administrator a long time and I, I definitely see a role for us to have a better community, a stronger community and a healthy community. I also, uh, and I'm from Washington houses, I live and smell and do everything the tenants suffer, I suffer too. So I'm not going away. And I, I'm, only, I'm only thinking about doing my two years and letting it go. I, mm -hmm. I, this is something, uh, this is a bucket list issue for me and something mm -hmm. my father would always tell me, if I had your education, I would be governor. And my brother would say, if I had your education, I'd be mayor. So now <laughs> it's time for me to do, <laughs> it's time for me to do to do, and I'm out there and I'm struggling to do it. And I will continue to do my best for the community as long as I live. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for all of that. Um, good information. Is that queen sitting next to you? Yes. This is Taina Traverso. <laughs> <laughs> what he did mention was that from our neighborhood, we have so many people who have done amazing work and have climbed to the top. He's one of those individuals who's mm. a graduate from Columbia University and a master's in the social work. That's right. So we have our people who are also very prepared and he's definitely prepared for what's coming up. So we live, eat and take care of our NYCHA residents and our NYCHA building. When it was told to us that it was too old, it's time to break it down and rebuild. We said, how old is the White House? Mm. Wow, so give us some. Yeah, okay, that's a powerful <laughs> That's story. powerful. Um, I, think, I, I got a question. Um, so you say um, residents owning and running the development. Are you speaking about resident management corporations? Are you referring to that? Or are you referring to residents owning um, apartments in their development? Or maybe okay. a little bit of both? Let me let me give you an, an idea of what I mean. Um, we have a let's take ten buildings here in Washington houses. There's about 112 tenants in. If I if we say that they all pay five hundred dollars to have some um, succession rights and guarantee some benefits, that could be ironed out later. Every building would raise about sixty thousand dollars. If you multiply that by ten buildings, that's six hundred thousand dollars in escrow money in a partnership with NYCHA, we could we could hire those that would fix develop and do on, on our on our focus not the focus of a developer 
a, mm -hmm. a focus of trying to serve the people and trying to help the people in the community, not trying to take away lands or not trying to take away buildings. We'll own it, $500 a piece. People can pay it over time, whatever, or people could choose not to pay it. The thing is, there'll be $600,000, 10 buildings at 60,000 a piece in the bank escrow money. Any emergency, uh, I was asking my wife last night, and by the way, this is part of the difference, the way this campaign is being run. I'm not keeping my wife in the background. She's right mm -hmm. here. You know, I'm keeping her close to me. The woman is incredible. And I get told that every time. As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm doing this because she don't want to run. So, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> so I'm here in the front. I'm taking her with me to Albany and anywhere else we want to go. I'm taking her with me. Uh, but the fact is that $600,000 in escrow, we work out a deal with NYCHA. We sit down with the owners. The, the, the 0.20 blueprint thing had a part of it that I liked. One part. It was the public committee, public trust committees. I don't know what happened with that. I don't know who's on the committee. I, I applied. I never got a response. Mm. We need the public trust. The public trust could get much more money than a developer can get. We can fight better. And I think we have the knowledge and the wisdom out here that can do this if we work together. And I see it happening. And I, I know um, uh, Mr. Stan said something about uh, the blueprint is out, but we just had the mayor claim that he was for it recently. So we have to sign petitions and let the mayor know he's he's the kind of guy that we can work with. I met him yesterday at a, a rally. He was here in um, East Harlem, and he's the kind of guy we can talk to. And I think he'll be down once he sees something viable that we can do as a community here in NYCHA. Mm, well. without, leaving, without leaving Section 8, we can be the owners. Mm -hmm. So we build this place. Remember that in uh, East Harlem, that when it was uh, populated, overpopulated in the Lower East Side, it was Stiv Peter Stuyvesant who came up to Harlem, right? And brought the enslaved Africans to clear the land. If that land was not cleared, there would be no buildings. We own this. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Teach it. Well, I'm definitely want to make sure that... Um... We're clear as far as I'm concerned. We're definitely against the blueprint. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely. Um, I'm. I hope the mayor is able to be worked with. You know, I do believe fully that he is in support of the blueprint. You know, I know he's close with Donovan Richards, um, who actually privatized Ocean Bay. You know, so that would be a great indicator that he's probably for the blueprint. But um, we're not for it at all, and hopefully it stays away, and we keep public housing public and save Section Nine and all and all of that. Um, sure. so tell us a little more about your campaign. What are, what are, what are some of the other points you want folks to hear? You mentioned three points. Um, you're a little, you explain more about the NYCHA. Um, you could talk a little more about the other points you mentioned earlier. Well, I talked about a little bit about the harm reduction issue and the oversaturation of recovery programs and um, substance abuse programs in our community. There's a group out there that's saying, um, you know, let's divide it. Every community should have their own program. And I'm in agreement. What I'm not in agreement of is, is us letting go of any of our programs because they do help the mom and pop stores in the community. They, they, they're an economic engine for us. They hire people from the community. So I'm not, and they also help people recover uh, and from everywhere. So we should be the Mecca. We shouldn't be giving away our, our programs to any other community. If they need them, they, we could heal our own and heal theirs too if they want to come into our community. And to connect, crime and killing to, to these programs, I find that so unjust. Um, I haven't heard that any of the crimes have been committed lately as horrendous as they are. They came from someone who was on a substance abuse program. No, I haven't heard that, but they wanna connect the two, make it look like we gotta get these programs out of here. If we right. get them out, we're gonna lose the land and I can't afford to buy any of that land we're gonna lose. But if, if we're not gonna be able to afford it. So we got to keep these programs here. We got to make East Harlem the mecca of recovery. And I think we can do that and not have to give up any of these programs that are actually helping people recover. And what is a harm reduction program? For those who may not know exactly, what is that? Well, harm reduction is, is a way of um, working with, with people that have substance abuse problems. Instead of throwing abstinence and you got to stop, you, you help them not die. <laughs> you actually give them the tools to survive, clean needles, strips to test for fentanyl, a space where they can take their drugs. It, okay. It's about living and life and working together. 
It's not about separating all your substance abuse or you belong on the other side of the track. No, they're amongst us. They're in our families. They're in our neighborhoods. And we got to take care of them. And they're not, and they're not, and they're not homeless. They're houseless. They're mm. homeless. Their home is anywhere they want to sit, sit down. They belong in New York City like anybody else. But they're not homeless. They are just houseless. And many of them are houses, but many in the programs and substance abuse programs, they have their place. They have supported housing in the community. We have, a, we have a large amount of population is coming from outside the community here, and that's fine. That's why they're not the cause of the problems we're having with crime. This is national. This is not, we can't scapegoat the substance abusers and say they're the ones. We got to get rid of them. No, that's been done before. We know what that's about. We know what the war drug is about. And they're yeah. not going to attack 20% of the population that uses substance and can and can actually hold a job while 80% of substance abusers are doing functional things like you and I and working and in committees and mayors and lawyers and, and they're okay. And 80% of people that use substances are not having the problems that we see with the 20% that need these substance abuse programs. And then mental health is very clear that the waiting list for mental health, oh, what time? I know we're gonna be late. The, 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 what was the mental, mental health? health? It's very clear that the waiting lists that are on mental health lines for children and in other um, agencies around in the community, it has to do with the focus on doing individual therapy. Individual mm. therapy pays three times more than a person in a group. Why? Well, because they need the money to pay their staff and pay their rent. I could understand that. But if a legislation change and make groups just as important as individuals, we could open the doors and not have this bottleneck of you can come later to see a psychiatrist or you can, we can just put him in a group and hold, have a holding group place where people could know they're walking in, they're going to get service. They're not going to be told you're on a waiting list. So I could end that. It, that's, that's not, but OMH has to understand the monies have to be divided in a way that's fair in all services, not just for mental for individual therapy. That, uh, we need equity across the board and parity and, and building and we can, do, we can solve all the waiting lists and we need mental health. We have the largest suicide rate right now is African-American teenagers, okay, mm -hmm. and people of color. These girls are killing themselves out here and we need to open the doors and have all the mental health services we can available on the spot, ready to go. We can't be telling anyone you got to wait another month to see a psychiatrist or a therapist. Yeah. Me, so right. me, Even our prisons, right? Our prisons that's are right. Well, let me interject this. It's very mm -hmm. important. Remember that humanity, human beings were born in Kenya, Africa. Mm -hmm. And the first civilization was in Africa. We gave what? We gave the intellectual group of people all the education they needed to be able to build. So we can build, we can do it again. We are strong people, we're intelligent people. Mm -hmm. And just because you are low income doesn't mean low IQ. It mm -hmm. means that because of how we were placed in a situation we are, we can also get out of it. it. The best that we're brought over here has survived, we're still here and we can do it again. So we're gonna to continue to build. All right, all powerful, right, give powerful, him some. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I that's, why, that's why she's sitting there. That's why she's right next to me. <laughs> uh, my own daughter is getting the back, so I have to speak to it, that. It, it, the other thing I like to say, it's a different kind of campaign. It's not the campaign where, where a male sits and talks, and he probably got all his ideas from his wife anyway. So I, I'm bringing her with me. I'm, she's shining as bright as she can. She's intelligent. <laughs> she's beautiful. And she could also help me along the way. So I'm not putting her in the background and saying they're my ideas and my thoughts. She thinks for herself. She's very successful, very well known. And as a partnership that we have, I would say we're a bit of a power couple. And I want to okay. keep it Okay, way. I hear that. That's right. right. Give right. a clap, clap. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I know y'all have to go. So we apologize for uh, my technical difficulties and that we're not streaming from our page, but um, please share it later. Um, any final words from you all? Because I know y'all cut, y'all cut. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I want to thank you all. And I want, I've seen your show before, and I've always learned something. And you guys are doing a great job. 
I hope, and to keep it going, I'll come back a winner and I'll, be, okay. you know, I'll come back a winner and I'll okay. let you know what's going on in Albany up front. I won't lie. I'll tell you who's blocking. I'll tell you who's kicking. I have a no money campaign. I ain't taking no money from anybody. The only the people going to lobby me in. That's all I'm responsible for. Okay. There ain't no developers behind me. There is no and any. Okay. And I want to thank the two kings and the queens. Keep it going. Keep the institution alive as you've been doing. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. And I just thank say, you. You guys got to come back on and we want to give you guys a full show. Uh, so we're, we're connected. Figure out a yeah. date, you know, give you guys a, a, a yeah. hour platform Clo to that just show. Closer today. to the right. Closer to June. Let's 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 give you a June date. OK, closer to June. Um, OK. You know, you could come back on. I think oh, that'll be great. Yeah, since we. I appreciate that. Okay, thank we'll, you, we'll come thank back. Thank you very okay. much. You've been great. Thank you. Bye bye. Well, uh, that was good. I mean, sadly, you know, we didn't start on time, so and we had a lot of little little things going on. We're not streaming from our page as well. Um, so but that's okay. Yeah, yeah no, uh, but I'm just saying that right. was part of the delay because sure. they had, you know, they had a hard stop. And, you know, one thing I'm big on is people's time. You know, you got to respect people's time. And, Absolutely. You know, when we booked them. So, but we started, sadly, we started late, got everything up running. And uh, Money Mike did a phenomenal job getting yes. it going. Yes, yes, Although we couldn't get our page up, but he, he was able to get into stand page. So, yeah, yeah. You did. You yes, did. Yes, I mean, yes. you amaze us time and time again. So, um, yeah, and, so I was good to hear his campaign. Yeah. Um, he had some good ideas. I definitely, um, the issue we spoke about mental health, my, I yeah. say my own daughter right. is, um, in need of these services and, and, and it's, it is a waiting list mm -hmm. and it's horrible. You know, yeah. so when you think about all the effects of the pandemic that it had on, on all of us, you know, but particularly amongst the teenagers who are got to go to school online. Now you're going to school in person. Now you can't graduate and you, know, you can't have a live graduation. You can't have this. You can't have that. All the different things they went through was traumatic, you know? So for there not to be um, readily available services available at, at, at the drop of a dime mm -hmm. is incredible. And I could speak personally to tell you that it's not, it's not happening. It's, right. it's, it's a wait list and you yeah. can be waiting for months before you get the help you need. So yeah, if you can mm -hmm. do something about that yeah. or anyone else, mm -hmm. we need something done about that. Yeah. And and when we bring them back, you know, one of the questions I probably would want to ask is when he's speaking about mental health is our um prison industrial complex, our jails, you know, who's in there? You know, some people that just have issues, mm -hmm. right? Some people haven't been diagnosed with their issues. Right. Right. So been went through life. Um manic depression or, or whatever you know a lot a lot of mental illnesses have especially in 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 the colored community has been either misdiagnosed not diagnosed and or they're on medication they already yeah. they're medicating them you know young mm -hmm. um in the schools and everything like that so um we need we need that gap bridged we need to make sure that people that need services are getting it, you know, yeah. from the from the people that have it to the caregivers, right? Because it's it's families that are, are dealing with them, you know. Even when the police have to show up, right? You know, there's a um, saying in in the because I come from law enforcement is an EDP. They call it an EDP. It stands for an emotionally emotionally disturbed person. Mm -hmm. So they know when they go on those jobs, if they know already, they'll classify the person as an EDP. I don't know if they still use that term, but that was the term they were using for many years. And um, which is short lingual for emotionally right. disturbed person, but they know what they're walking into. But how many times have we seen in this country uh, when law enforcement show up and somebody has some mental illness and they're they killed. It goes, killed, the, it goes the other way. Yep, absolutely. You know, um, instead of talking them down or, you know, I, I, I'm i not in their shoes and I'm not in other people's shoes, but, you know, we do need the services. And, and that was part of a lot of the um, Black Lives Matter movement, how we wanted to see um, the police. We wanted to see when we speak of the defunding, we wanted to see funding going to mental health services, yes. you know, so maybe that person could do the ride along with the officers and stuff like that, you know, cause it's about saving lives. Right. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah that, that's going to be interesting. I wanted to know, but 
I know he had to go. Mm-hmm. But when he said that the um he'll probably program, answer, he'll probably answer some of this on in the, but the chat. The programs, right? Are mm-hmm. those for for an example? Because you know, I don't want no sort of unclarity, but and I know it's also people who just say sh- doing heroin and they need a needle and they just give them a needle and then they just give them a nice spot to go i mean that's how you described it uh i'm not as familiar with them mm-hmm. uh with the i programs. mean nobody had methadone yeah, but, I know there's methadone like stuff and, and, but a lot of those things have been closed you know because of lack of services lack of funding um and know. does he cover like 116 streets? I know 116. It's in El, El Barrio. Yes, I know when you get off the train station um, at 125th Street or 116 Street, you know, you, you see him out there. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's a lot of yeah. them, you know. I'm and, thinking um, they're saying, I, I'm thinking, I was, I was speaking so, to somebody because I was in East Harlem. They were saying it's a, the heroin epidemic is bad up there. Now. Yeah, it's, it's really, so, it's, it's something. Those who's taking crack, they're giving them pipes. Like I'm going to be clarified. Do, I don't, I don't, I've I never heard know. that. For the crack, I think it's more, but I, don't let me misspeak. I heard that. What's the name? Who? Right? It was it's for the people that I believe said, shoot you, up you, and stuff. I heard. I don't know. I'm don't. For, you heard what? I heard that. I don't know if it was the needles or the um pipes that they. I I about. never heard of them giving yeah. pipes to people to smoke. I never heard that. No, that's the that I never, I never heard, heard that. that. But I've listen. heard for like with the needles because they know they're going to use them. Because I, I guess it's them. a different kind of addiction, right? They all, everything has addiction, alcohol, cigarettes, everything has an addiction, Food. but it's what, pe- right, but it's no, what people I believe do. everybody needs some sort of help. I agree with yeah. that. I, don't, I, I don't want that type of misunderstanding. I agree that everybody needs some sort of help. There should be sort of rehabilitation going on. I know, but if you're sharing dirty needles and things like that, I guess the crack is a little bit different. You, mm-hmm. you, you're smoking out of a pipe. With the needles, if you're sharing a needle... Right. And all the rest of that, you're spreading um, HIV, you're spreading other all things. other type of diseases. And um, so I guess in that case, you know, they're trying to keep that under, keep that contained. You know, um, it's a real tough issue, you know, but I do know we just can't let them lay out there, you know, and, 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 and die on the streets. And when you combine that with the homeless problem, you see it more now mm-hmm. than ever. You can't right. even ride the train now. You know, you can't get through three or four stops, you know, before somebody comes on. Uh, with a mental health issue or what have you, mm-hmm. you know, so we have to address it, you know, because if we right. don't, it's going to be in our faces, you right. know, and but, it already is in our faces. But here's the other thing. People are more comfortable, not all, but some of the unhoused are more comfortable being in the subway system. Yeah, than the housing in the shelter, yeah. You it's know? normal. Well, so not even that. Too. They feel safer. safer. They safer. feel safer. They feel safer. I mean, I was on 90, the Q, near the Q train that runs, you know, it's, you could go in between 94th and 96th Street. And um, I took a picture, not of the guy's face, but just like the body, you know, not his head or nothing. But just to show, he's out there. This is 12 o'clock in the afternoon, sleep, wrapped up in sleep. I mean, what's going on? In the train station. Right, but like right. you say, yeah, it's warmth, but you also feel a sense of safety because the shelters have gotten so, and they've always been kind of rough for people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Especially if you are a single individual, if you're a family, mm-hmm. uh, full disclosure, I came to the shelter system. You, right, know, you me and my before, kids. Huh? And, um, mm-hmm. It wasn't the easiest, you know, but, you know, there were more provisions, you know, but even still, I can understand how they were getting $3,000 for my family you know, under the conditions we were living in, uh, which were not great at all, you know, but somebody got paid $3,000, you know, so I think something needs to really be done with that because it's become a a system where folks profit and they get these Mm -hmm. contracts and they offer no services, but then a a single person is rough because now you, you got to get out. It's eight o'clock in the morning, somebody knocking on your door, whatever, waking you up in your bed and telling you, you got to leave out of here and you cannot come back until five or six or seven. So there's no programs. There's nothing. You're just, on the street, you know, and so they fix that, you know, um, that they have to get up and, and, right. and go out. That's disturbing. And and that goes into the, the prison industrial complex, because I know people that have served and I talk to people and <clears throat> I was told by an OG, yeah, I know what OG is. One of the meals that you have to go to is breakfast when you're in upstate. Breakfast. Mm-hmm. You can sit out on lunch. You can sit out on dinner, but you got to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go eat. And for them to put people out in the street that may not, if they don't have to go to work, 
if they don't have to go to school, why they can't stay in their home? Right. You know, right. why are you putting them out? That that to well, me is just bad, a bad policy. It's systemic. Absolutely. You know, and, and it, it's well, a very negative. System yeah. Yeah. You're putting well, the people out. I know because um when me and the ex girlfriend mom was in this shelter because they used to tell us leave just say about nine and eleven o'clock in the morning. Wow. And we had to be back about three. Yeah. But what do you do? What what do you do if I, you don't have nowhere I, I to go? Unders, I understand. Well, now I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Then maybe because it's different, but you had to go out there looking for a job. Yeah. You had to go out there looking for one. Now you got your phone, a computer, you could probably just, you know, search online and do things. That's online. still inexcusable. Yeah, what no, if it's, it, I mean, bad weather you had to go out to? Did, what if it's, what if it's a blizzard? They still get out, get that's, out? That's one thing. They should have some days that's exempted. Like, you know, like. Well, well by my um, opinion, they like, should have. Or for some people. Did you have to go has, out too? I mean, I was out anyway. because I was looking for work, but it, was, but it was a situation where um, we were forced to get out. And the family shows that I think is a little bit different. Because I was okay. able to return back. Nobody was telling me what I had to do with my time. Gotcha. When you get in them individual shelters, that's different. And my thing would be, you know, if why send them out? Why don't you give them the help? Right. Why aren't there drug counseling sessions in the daytime that right. they can go to to address right. their issue? Right. Don't send them out to the community. And it becomes an issue now with NYCHA. Because they're going to the NYCHA buildings and, and such. And I'm hearing that from NYCHA residents. Subways, and all the rest of that. And, 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 you know, but it's a broken system. But yeah. yet still, that shelter is getting a whole lot of money. Of course. And they're getting paid a lot to have that person there. But you have them out in the street, you know, doing nothing and not getting better. It's just, And in my opinion, they don't want them to get better. Because as long as you are in that condition, that shelter is going to get paid. Right. So yeah. there really is no incentive to say get better. It's, it's, it's money for them. Yeah. There's, money there's for them. profit and poverty, sadly. Yeah. But the well, but the people right. that are poverty stricken needs funding. They need money, right? They need the resources, but the people make profit off of them. You can't make this up. People are no, just selfish. You don't care about yourself. And I'm and when I say that shelter, the when those who's just say running the shelter, they would do for your reasoning, right? Or they know that whoever's there, they getting paid. I don't be in there. Those people that's at the shelter that's supposed to be people counselors, they're just lazy and selfish. They don't care themselves. They don't want to. I've experienced they, they just want to go to work, do nothing, go home, do nothing, come home. I mean, go back to work, do the same thing, go over, which is nothing, and then go right back to work. I mean, go right back home and do nothing. Uh -huh. Yeah. They just go back and forth doing nothing, nothing, nothing. That's, I mean, I even been to certain um welfare or the public assistant buildings when they, uh -huh. um, have lines that was long. I mean, Absolutely. outside the building, and then you go upstairs, and they look like they're doing nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and yeah, I'm not saying that, that all the time they're doing nothing, but I'm pretty sure most of the time they're doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's no, it's no sense of urgency uh, for a problem that's, that's very urgent, you know. And I just think I, I can't imagine because people are profiting. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah, I was in the yeah. shelter with, yeah. with if you if. I'm sorry, but if you, if we eradicate the unhoused homelessness, if we eradicate, let's just say in New York City, what happens? Well, a lot of what happens people, to all the people that are people gonna right. lose their money. People right. that's in these contracts, jobs, right? Gonna be losing money, jobs. So it's a, it's a, it's an industry, it's a business, you know, based on our pain and suffering. Yeah, and and it's and it's and it's sad. It's really tough. But then there's vacant apartments throughout the city. Yeah. And then speaking of train, the reason why another reason is more with the comfortable. When I was in a shelter again, I had I was waiting in them chairs for about three weeks waiting for. Wow. Three weeks. I'm pretty sure nobody wanted to do that. They went they could go lay right on a train. Yeah. So I want to see what our mayor does about that. You know, um, I know he's relatively still new in his administration, you know, but you know, I just see <laughs> I see um more pandering, in my opinion, you know, to the developers and, and those who are in this profit-making mode, in this housing crisis that we're in. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not hearing, you know, a lot about um, really building different types of shelters, not even shelters. I mean, like real affordable housing. You know, right. I'm not really hearing that, you know, there's many people who are homeless uh, in that situation that have jobs, you know, that could, pay, that could pay some rent somewhere. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, there's nowhere affordable for them to pay. So now you're in this system you know, and you just can't get out, you know, so I'm not hearing, I'm just not hearing it yet. Maybe he hasn't addressed it yet. 
Uh, maybe if he has him, he somebody could let me know what he said. You know, but I don't really hear a whole lot about that issue. You know, I hear a lot about you know, let's make the city more friendly to businesses. Uh, let's let's do all of that. It's all and, about profit. It's about the money and who, and who and who who can who um invest in this campaign and put them there. You know, mm. so time will tell. You know, time will tell. I know it's about to be hot, and you're gonna see this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, the effects of the pandemic. You're going to see this summer the, the effects of the moratorium ending on rent. You're going to see this summer all of this happening one time. And it's a perfect storm. He's going to have to deliver, mm-hmm. you know, for real. And not well, just the mayor, the crime the, and everything else. Our, our assembly members, yeah, right? Yeah. Our, our people, senators, yes. our Congress, right? They all, everybody, Biden, yeah. you know, they all have to deliver and, and protect the people. Yeah. You know, because there is a crisis in this country. It's a huge so, one. I mean, and then with this pandemic and, you know, a lot of people are going through financial difficulties still. Yeah. You know, I mean, they lost a lot. People lost a lot for a lot of reasons, you right. know, for mail. Even if you get something in the mail, just waiting on a check in the mail, the, the mail was slowed down for some people. Yeah. Isn't it giving all money right now for the weapon? Say again? I've been giving all the monies away right now for the weapon. Like it's some billions of dollars. Well, I mean, if you if the the military budget that we spend, yeah, you know, and I don't have those figures in front of me, mm. but if you, took, if you took point zero zero percent out of that budget, you know, that's money to fix nature right now. I saw somebody I mean, it's not the money of, don't exist. <laughs> it's you so can fix nature. I saw somebody write on the comments. Fix the unhoused. You know, you yeah. can build. You know what I mean? So it's not just nature. You can if you pull out of from that budget. We can repair public housing, not just NYCHA, right? Because right? that yeah. that yeah. that um, those expenses for um, the defense is for the country. So we can fix public housing throughout the country, right? And we can also eradicate this homeless um, crisis Absolutely. that we're in. And those will be two things, because like Prescription Home says, that is RX Home homelessness is solvable. It is. They have right. a wonderful platform. I did some work with them. They have an amazing platform. I, I, I wrote down the comments that they showed. I said, what about housing? Like, they're giving all that money away. I don't care if they had the money already. Mm-hmm. Where, what about housing? Somebody on the comments wrote, what my stimulus? But, um, mm. where, well, that's they, another thing. That's they not, didn't, all they this did, money that they didn't help the they people. give away, but people still out here struggling on their, on their bills. Right, and, and I shared one in that conversation with Mike Janelle, so we already know, and he's sitting there, and we asking him, you know, when NYCHA, NYCHA gets many billions of dollars, millions, millions of dollars that they don't even spend. And he's saying that himself. And as a state assembly person, it's frustrating that you're in that position mm. and you can make this statement and it seem, you seem almost powerless to do something about it. You know, so how does this happen? How, how, how is money, he said actually, and as it went through the state budget, they were hesitant to give money to NYCHA because NYCHA won't spend it. You know, so when you hear this type of... Is it they don't spend it or is it mismanaged? Some is not even spent. Right. There's money that was given and allocated that was not spent at all. Probably for projects. That not, when I say projects, meaning not public housing, uh, projects, like work projects, projects and that did like, not they, happen yet. Exactly. And, it, and, it, and it's sitting there, you know, and um, I don't know how, how that can be possible. You know, the, an agency such as this... The controller should be looking into that. Not yeah. just the city, but the state control. Right. And we got to, so, and, and I'm not sure that all the federal monitors, but shouldn't he be able to decipher remember where this when, money's going? Remember when I spoke at the city law breakfast, I believe I brought it up. I believe it was November 15th of 2019. And Dr. Lenora Falani was there as well. Um, he was, Bart Schwartz was the presenter. He was the speaker that day. Right. And I got up and I spoke. I still have the footage from it. And if we go into the archives of that, you could find it too. And I spoke about the deplorable conditions and why are we not funded? And he said, the bottom line is no one, I'm not saying it word for word because it was a long time ago, but he was like, they don't trust NYCHA. Nobody knows where the money goes. He yeah, said this. Well, that's what, that's what he said. Like, that's what NYCHA now said. said this. And, and how can that continue? Yeah, I just, I personally, um, I don't understand it because to me it's, it's stealing, right? So if you steal something, you go to jail. Somebody gave you something, and you. Oh, why are you sitting on it? Yeah. Why are you sitting on it when people have uh, lead poisoning and um, inoperable elevators? They need new new um, boilers. People are right. people are still cold, right? 
I mean, how much does a boiler cost or two boilers or boilers that you need to generate heat to the buildings? Right, right. Like that's a no brainer. I understand the gas aspect when gas goes off. I understand that's um, they have to make sure everything is done properly before they can even get it back on, get into apartments or whatever they got to do. I understand that, you know, that is a problem and I'm not minimizing that, but that I understand because that that's a whole nother animal, but the heat, the, yeah. the, the elevators, yeah. the, 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 the infrastructure, the leaks. Right. I mean, that's, the mold, that's a no brainer. Right. Oh, let's, let's go into that. I'm glad you brought that up. I seen a man in my building today. Sorry, man. And I'm saying to myself the other day, what is he doing in my building? Right. I seen him today because I've seen him and his wife, but I've only seen him coming in my building and I'm kind of strange because he lives in my old building. So he had some packages today, like something like, I don't know what they picked up. I didn't look at it. I said, excuse me, I'm not being nosy, but um, you moved, you moved in here now? He says, oh, they're doing asbestos abatement in my apartment and they mm. moved us in here temporarily. Mm. This is really real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lakeisha, she's back in her apartment. Um, everything was, was everything was done. No, but I'm just saying they're finding the asbestos in apartments. That's right. Sad. No, it, it's there, but it's, it's there. about it being exposed. And if they're finding it, no, then they have to, right. you know, move you out. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's a whole lot for people. Yeah. 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 You I'm dealing with Debison residents in, in Queensbridge now. And, um, right. Your whole life gets uprooted. Um, you know, and how long are you living like that? I got a phone call from a friend. Um, she's she's dying from cancer. She grew up in Lafayette Gardens. Her whole family grew up in Lafayette Gardens. Three or four of the people in her family have cancer. You know, and so I know what best is, is in Lafayette Gardens. You know, so the question becomes, how many? I mean, which we may never know the answer to that. But how many? How many folks that grew up in 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 NYCHA, yeah. who've been exposed to asbestos so for their whole lives and, and, and now have cancer. Right. How many people, I mean, how many people do you think right. that is? And it's what a, it's type a big of cancers number. is it? What type of cancers is it, you know? She is diagnosed. Saying that, um, I'm not asking you right, to give right, about right, her right, information, right. but it's something that, you know, we have to find out too. Like, what are the typical cancers with that? Right. You know what I mean? So then that narrows the study. Right. Right. If we have to get one done, because that's 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 obvious. I mean, I mean, how most of odds are three or four or five different people in your family, all of them got cancer. You know, and they all just all happen to grow up in Lafayette Gardens, you know, so. And it was there. Yeah. The asbestos was there. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's, it's a, a whole big study has to be done. Um, it's a systemic racism, you know, at its highest form. And um, it just has to change. And I, I, I get frustrated with these elected. I just get frustrated in these conversations. You know, like, so what are you in office for? You know, like, really, what are you in there for? I mean, great, you can have a meeting with everybody, you know, and it's fine and all the rest of that. But at the end of the day, if nothing gets done, you know, then what are you in there for? And that's the question I have to anybody running for office, whether you're running for it, in office, or what have you. You know, what what what, what are we really doing here? Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta get to work. You got to come out the gate. Yeah. Busy. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing as positions that don't have responsibility. If there aren't no responsibilities, find some, find right. something to do. Right. Get busy. Right. Get elected. Get busy. Right. Right. Speaking right. of get elected, get busy. Well, go on. Go on. Announce. <laughs> yes. So good. No, I mean, you see that? Um, I don't know. If, I don't know where the camera's at, but I don't know if it can show there. I, can you see if it can, uh, where can I? Can, I'm trying to see something. What you doing? Oh, you can see okay. It. You can see it, right? Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, John, well, Cassandra, let everybody know talk, yeah. talk about your campaign. No, I'm just, um, I'm running for state committee woman for the 68th Assembly District. Now give us some. Yeah, okay. I'm making that re-announcement now. And, uh, ready to lead. And, um, it's exciting to, you know, campaign now and do this the petitioning stage, right? But it's also the connection stage, right? Um, it covers East Harlem, Central Harlem, Upper East Side, parts of Upper East Side. And um, it's just a good thing to hear 
the enthusiastic enthusiasm, enthusiasm, I can't even get it out, I'm tongue-tied, from the people that, well, about time, you know, I'm getting stuff like that. And uh, like, yeah. Uh, but you know, um, it's a non-paid position. Uh, but I, you know, I do a lot of community work. I've been serving for literally, um, I volunteered when I was 16, a daughter of Jacob's nursing home. I don't even think it's in existence no more under my nursing pro program out of Jane Adams, um, vocational high school where I graduated at the age of 17, 1984. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've always been serving, you know, and, um, shout out to the Jets of Harlem. They were the Harlem Jets at the time. Um, Jets of Harlem, right? They're the Harlem. No, they're the Jets of Harlem now. Oh, they're the, I'm, I'm mixing their names up. Okay. We were, we were the Jets of Harlem. Now they're the Harlem Jets. They made a change in their name some years ago. But I was assistant director and a director of administration on that, of them, that. And all of us were volunteers, you know, and I was on their board. And, um, and I served with them for several years. Uh, with a lot of families I got to meet and made a lot of differences in the people's life, their lives. And um, it's just all other work, you know, I do as a community activist organizer. And I'm also a minister, as y'all know. And, you know, I'm not really on here to just talk about my campaign because we had a guest. But I'm just excited to run to put my hat in the race, put my foot forward. You know, I know Stan has put his hat in yep, before yep. Mm -hmm. and before, but, you know, it's just it's just good to see and shout out to the other ones that are running for assembly. And, you know, that I know some of my comrades that are actually out there, you know, running for office and even those paid positions, you know, big up to you because that's a big step. You know, it's a big step and it's a responsibility. And I'm looking forward to getting on the ballot first and foremost, and then continuing with the campaign. But like I said, this is the petition and stage and I'm just having fun with it. And I'm running a very positive campaign. Um, of course, there's always going to be fiery darts or there's going to be some distractions, even if it's not directed to the campaign, but indirectly. But, you know, you have to put a, your foot forward and um, just keep your eye on what you're destined for. And, I believe what God has for me is for me. And um, I'm I'm ready. Ready. Wow, that's um a big news. Anybody um meeting in Nitra, we have um one person running for office out of Nitra. And it's I got quite another, a bit. Right? Yeah. So this is really good. I mean, we should be doing this on a regular basis. Those who yeah. are living in Nitra, if you want to be the change, make the be the change yeah. you want to see, which means you yeah. should run for these positions and take these people out, right. you know, who are not giving us the service we supposed right. to get. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've had it in the past, you know, and people ran for different spots. So, you know, and just because you're in NYCHA doesn't mean you can't run, right? Because right, right. who would be a great advocate or, or a fighter for people, people that's living through, Absolutely. you know, problems and issues, you know? So, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sure how to, if I'm pronouncing the name right. Khalil? Oh, that's Kim. 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 Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. Oh, so she was commenting for a while, I see. Okay. She's I see Roxanne up there. Hey, Roxanne. Yeah. She stated that she worked at the shelter. She also... um. Okay, Kim. Yeah, I think I did see that. that. She was trained in harm reduction. And what? Harm reduction. Well, we, we, I'd like to know more about that. Yeah. yeah I really... Because, I mean, that's the subject. He talked about it. You know, um, I really want to know more about that. So maybe, Kim, okay. we can have you come on and... And then just explain really what that is. Yeah. You know, so folks can know. Because I, I'm, I, I wasn't aware. I really wasn't aware. Right. And when she said that's not true, she texted, she wrote that as well. I wanted to know what part was that on? <laughs> you say that part? Because she wrote that's not true. Yeah. That was right after Prophet over people. That's probably a totally different. Yeah, it might have been lost. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, you got to want to backtrack. You know exactly yeah. what part of the show that yeah. would that would have yeah. been. Yeah, know. troublemaker, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, Money lie. might try no, to no, start no, no, trouble. No. <laughs> no, she could spell it out if she know, remember what she was speaking about. You know, um, yeah. But well, shout out to Kim for, yeah. for a while. Yeah. Kim was a guest, so on the show, and thank you for your support and share, share, share. And um, yeah, so other than that, um, what's happening in Queens? Oh, about in the shelter. Well, um, oh, okay, this about the shelter. Okay, so she has some different. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
pretty much, you know, we still have our lawsuit going um, okay. with, with Queensbridge. Um, you know, um, some of the different kids, judge, right? Yes, yeah, just right. judges. You know, which okay. I think is um, a bunch of nonsense. But that's, I think, yeah. this is the time that they did it, right? You know, I, that's something I think need to be changed, like playing a basketball game. And you, right. Then you have a coach. Um, first half, and they show then, they then, don't then, know then you got nothing coach in second half. about your kids. And so now nah, I think I think that's ridiculous. We're about to um have one set up for Ravenswood, um, but I'm going now with uh, residents. I took my first one um to court um this week to file the HP action. I got about maybe three or four out of Ravenswood. I'm going to be meeting up with this week, and um I think that's the move that all nights residents should make. You know, mm-hmm. at some point in time, if you are not getting your management office to respond. You know, take them to court. You know, is, and is is it a guarantee? It's always going to work. I know some cases where the work got none. I've heard some cases where the work did not get done. Mm-hmm. You know, but I know it's better to do that than suffer in your apartment in right. silence without well, without the work being. Well, done. even if the work doesn't get done in a timely fashion, if you're in court, it'll it'll eventually get it'll done. get done. Yeah. And, and so I think yeah. we got to be flooding the courts. I think every individual should be going. I think we should have you more class action lawsuits. You know, I swear anybody. You bought a Ravenswood. Yeah, and so I think there's a a new manager. Or the manager there is gone, and there's just so much confusion. The How many residents count. so far interested? In uh, we got about about four or five. Okay, you know, and that number's growing. You know, so my goal is to really have about at least five to six residents every single week going to court, and the process is really not that difficult to be honest. I was intimidated by it initially. I'm like, okay, I've never done it before. You know, but going through it and seeing what it really is, it's really nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's a couple of forms you fill out. You list right. your, your your complaints there. Then you got to serve them. You serve them the next the next day or what have you, which they, they're going to be served. Um, and that's it. Then you wait for your court date and you stay on them. As long as you show up and you show up and you stay diligent, it's a great way to get some work done in your apartments. You know, so everybody don't sit and be intimidated. You know, stop going if you can't get the answer from your manager's office, take it to the courts. Right, right, right. Take and hopefully people can get renovations because that's a big problem too. Yeah. You know, um, all the issues that you're going through and it's documented, you know, however it's documented from pictures to tickets, closed tickets, open tickets, whatever, and it wasn't done, you entitled to some type of renovation for these lack of repairs. And I, I think the people should work on that. You know, Nike ain't going to give you no money. They're not going to give you no money. But they can, you know, give you a rent reduction. Absolutely. And people should be fighting for that. And if you can't get it through your um, manager or housing assistant, whatever order, what is housing assistant first, right? If people want to get technical and then and, and or your manager, then get with your elected officials, you know, your city council member, your assembly member, and even your um, senator. You know, let them know and let them fight for you, congresswoman or congressman as well. Let them fight for you to help you get that because right. that you are deserving of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are within your rights. Um, if you're not getting um, a, a decent place to live, you are mm-hmm. within your rights not to pay your rent. Um, you <laughs> must hold it in escrow. Right. So I don't want nobody not paying rent and then being evicted. But as long as you have the money, then you are within your right to not give it to them until they fix your apartment, you know? So I want folks to know that. And um, we just got to fight, you know, as we're dealing with yeah. a criminal entity that really don't they really don't give a damn at you all. Know, when you're going up against power, that's the whole thing, you know, power. Yeah. You know, the authority, they, they're, they're powerful, you know? They can, I mean, if you can have the former chair lie and, and leave and resign without any being, without being prosecuted, that's power. Yeah. That's protection. People with power are protected. That goes into the, you know, the qualified immunity, how they have these, this cloak of immunity of protection for elected officials or, and or people in certain spots and offices, government offices, and, and there's no accountability unless it's some type of certain crimes or certain things they are, they will have to be accountable for. Right. But what about budget numbers and reports? Right. It's criminal. Right. What about getting money and not spending it where, where the way it's supposed to be spent? Not that's criminal. Not allocating. Not allocating. Well, I mean, that's just criminal. Sitting on it. And why are you sitting on it? Yeah. Why are you sitting on it when there's a need? Right. Right. Because yeah. then we know even if it's for something. So say it was for security cameras. Okay. And, and, right. and you didn't get that contract done. Maybe you can move it to some. I mean. You can move stuff around, but move it, get right. it done. Right. You know, right. I know um I think it's homes, probably Lakeisha could talk about it. Um, there's money that they have sitting too that 
for their cameras because they didn't get all their cameras um, on every floor. Mm-hmm. Like they're like every other, every other, every two floors up. So you know, it's, it's, um, some, it's some funding, you know. Yeah, I think it's when just, the story comes out, sitting. it will be it's going to be one of the biggest scandals ever. You know, when it all gets and it all eventually will come out. You well, know, there's a saying. saying: if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So right. that's the scary thing. Yeah. Say we powerful too. Yeah, well, yeah, we are. Yeah, well, you are. As people, yes, we are. As collective, we if we stand tall together, yes, we are. But we gotta, we have to all be ready to continue to fight, you know, and and do things, you know, to to just help one another. Yeah, and um, if we were not powerful, as much as they wanted to do it, believe me, the blueprint would have been done, rad would have been done, and it should have been over, you know, because yeah. that was their goal, you know. But it took organizations and residents and. And, and, and saying and, no, and saying no to it and becoming educated about it. And, and some elected officials, yeah. too. And and they, but we had to put pressure on them first right. mm-hmm. because a lot of them were sitting around and not saying nothing. But the people putting the pressure on them made some of the key ones like Senator Janavis come out. I believe I'm not sure if he was for it in the beginning, but I know he became a powerful voice against it. And that was because people in Ravenswood and Woodside and all around the city you know, on his case and saying, hey, we don't want this, you know, and you should educate yourself about it, you know, before you vote on something that you don't even know about yourself. And we found out many of them were so ignorant to it. They just didn't know. And they were actually going to pass something through, you know, just because. And that would have been in the public housing. It could have happened this year. You know, so there is power. If that if we were not powerful, then it would all be gone. If we were not powerful, Amazon would be where they, where they tried to be. You know, we have power. We just got to use it and make it happen. Yeah. So I think we kind of die, all right? Are we, are we? Where are we at now? Check the time, check the time. Oh, good looking. Yes. No, I think we are a little it's bit left. But where are we? Um, no, we could tell you. Right there, you say it. You see the time? We shut it down in an hour. Well, I also would say, um, you know, I'll be getting back to folks. 57 minutes. About the um, the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm definitely going to hold my Sinai West accountable good, good. um and that's another power structure and i'm sure people will say well you suing you're going up against a very powerful hospital you know mm-hmm. what are your chances to win but then the other side of and this is a fight i don't want you know i didn't wake up in the morning saying you know what i want to have a lawsuit right. to fight for my son's life and any, anyone else to have sickle cell you know and and going through that it's not saying depressing but you know, it's a struggle, you know, to wake, wake up in the morning and know, okay, he's going to do what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I got the lawyer and we got to have this big fight, you know, but, but what's the opposite of that? If you don't do it, you know, that means what happened to my son, what happened to somebody else. And it would just go on. And in doing my research now, mm-hmm. I'm really understanding the um, unfairness in medicine now as it relates to people of color. Oh, you know? yeah. And the I'm disparities, like, the, the disparities are, are yeah. unbelievable in terms of how pain, med- pain medications is dispersed. You know, oh, we, a, we don't feel pain, right? You didn't know that, yeah. I, we don't feel pain. That's exactly the doctor. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, we don't. We don't, yeah. I said two, uh, two and a half hours before without even getting a Tylenol. No, it's in I've until it happened to my son. I would, I would not. So, I always viewed hospitals as a good place. Pain yeah. management is important in, yeah. in the medical field, so that's it's that's the main thing, yeah. That's the first thing they supposed to. I mean, unless you somebody's literally like dying but it's not it's about managing the pain and they give less medicine on average to people of color than white people and so the white person said and i saw it right there in my son's hospital my son was in the room with a white guy you know so my son's medicine didn't come for like six hours i'm like you ordered the medicine at nine o'clock i come well, here at six o'clock this, this, this is a Brooklyn house. We had to take him out of Mount Sinai and we took him in Brooklyn. He almost died in, in Mount Sinai. Yeah, my mother got sick with When she go there, I'll be there for out. My mother's about to be close to 50. So I'm my mother's in there with sickle cell problems. I'm in there flipping. Yeah, because it's, it's like John Kim in there. No, because you know, <laughs> no, but really it's 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 insane. First of all, the way they talk to you, you know, um, they sometimes the way I got it, I mean they don't they don't think we are very intelligent. I'm just saying my experience. Got to ask for yeah, the AOD. It, 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 AOD, administrator on duty. I got, I got to always I, do that. I, got, I had to do all that they too. You got to do that. I had to go all the way up the chain of command, past the doctor to figure out what we're going to do. And that's why can't we get a, a program or a plan that the patient agrees with, the doctors agree with, and I agree with, and then we ain't got a problem. Right. You know, but it's, to have that happen was so difficult. 
you know, and to have people sitting around for hours and hours waiting for pain medication yeah. is torture. Yeah. You know, that's just that's straight torture. Remember when we had Alvin Bragg on? Right. And that was the day out the day before right. I was in the ER. It's it's unimaginable. Yeah. It's unimaginable. Yeah. And then for the doctor to come over two and a half hours, um, would you like two Tylenol? That's this wasn't even the right. nurse, this right. was the doctor. You didn't see me yet. You didn't assess me yet. You didn't even give me my room. You know, I did I did a little I did a little video and I spoke about it, but I had to call um my former, he's not the assembly member anymore. I called his people mm. and they the ones that got, you know, the AOD and everything to come right. see me. But it still took over two hours and I finally got a room. A room I was promised to two patients before. They never gave me the room. I didn't even go in that room. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go in a different room. Nah, it's um it's 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 really unbelievable. You know, so it's just tough being black in America because you gotta fight on so many yeah. fronts, you know, and, and and this is all by design. Yeah. You know, how many battles can you fight? You know, we're trying to fight to keep a roof over our head. We're trying yeah. to fight not to die in a hospital. We're trying to we're fight trying to, to still vote. Yeah, <laughs> everything. And we so, thought that battle was already won. Right, right, right. So wow, this segue so into the something I want to right. talk about. They didn't real. Even give us some mule. They didn't give us some <laughs> forty acres and a mule. Well, with them black holes and everything, please. <laughs> um, and and was it the slave police and mm-hmm. all that mess? But yeah. um, Jim Crow. We we gonna go down the line, right? So I'm glad you're bringing that up because, as I said, we stopped BBS for BLM, the vigils, the nightly vigils in 507 days. And we launched, um, I just want to share what's what's launched. Um, it's called the UES for BLM Working Group. Mm. Give us some. Okay. UES for BLM Working Group is a new initiative in which those involved can do meaningful work, not just locally citywide, countrywide, but even worldwide. Okay. And, you know, so please find us and let y'all know our platforms. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Um, Twitter, we at, at UES, the number four BLM underscore WG. On Facebook, we are at UES, the number four BLM slash WG. And on IG, we're at UES, the number four BLM dot WG. And we could be email the working group at uesl the number four blm.wg at gmail.com this um working group will be working you know on things we want to work with you stan okay um see how we can support you maybe you can be one because we're going to meet once a month virtually maybe you i know we're going to deal with the clean slate new york initiative right. that's mm-hmm. very important and it's timely but maybe in the next month we can um have you come on and speak and see how we can support you. Okay. And this is open to whoever wants to be involved. It's uh, like I said, up east south of Black Lives Matter, although it's titled like that. We have a nice little logo, but it's, you know, it, it's a, it's due, you know, and it's always good if you fold in something to start on something. Right, new. right. One door, one door, this is the door, we close the door, but, you know, spearheading this. And um, I believe a lot of good work. Donnelly, Sugar Ray, I mean, some powerful people. Right. We can get some work done and work on different things and hopefully some legislation to bring, you know, to uh, some of the elected officials to put on the floor. Yeah. Work on yeah. crafting something, yeah. a bill or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's I'm, glad, I'm glad you guys yeah. were able to keep the work going. Um, the dedication y'all showed was incredible, you know, throughout the whole entire winter and every, everything else. And, um, and the work's still already done. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, let's fight tonight. Black people are still dying. Right. By somebody, by 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 police. It's yeah. probably happening as we speak somewhere yeah. in this country. You know, Definitely. it's happening right this very second. So the fight has to continue. Yeah, and um, I believe it's today is the two year anniversary of Breonna Taylor's death. Mm. Two years ago, she wow. was killed. Wow, wow! Uh, the fight continues, right? Yeah. yeah, we can't we can't give up. Two we years ago fight. today, that's just no saying. knock warrants. No knock warrant, but no knock warrants are still, they, they have to get rid of those. Those yeah. are just, you know, those are designed for the drug dealers or were designed for that. Um, they want to come in and I guess kill them because they know the ammo they may have and how they want to protect themselves. But you're coming in on people like that is just unacceptable. Yeah. And, and did y'all see the, I know we're leaving, but the director, I think of, was it Black Panther, was handcuffed in the bank. 
he was withdrawing 12,000. I don't know if it was the director or what. I might be saying it wrong, but I shared it on social media and on um, our platform. He actually was um, taking a withdrawal out of $12,000, filled out the slip, wrote on the back, please don't like, you know, let it go through the money counter or something like that. Cause he didn't want to draw attention right, yeah, yeah, that he yeah. was taking that much money. Do you know? And it was supposed to have been a black teller to my understanding. They called the police. They handcuffed him, set him in a car. And, um, eventually taking money on his own account. Yeah. I forgot the name of the bank, wow. but, um, this, this is what we go through as people of color, you know, systemic racism is, um, yeah, Black Panther director falsely detained. Man. So I put up their bank and wild black. Yeah, you can't even go to the bank now. <laughs> yeah, you I, can't. Man. You can't. That's not a laugh, a laugh of uh of of laughter. That's just like of disbelief. But this <laughs> is a laughter shock. You know what yeah, I mean? Like we some people, you know, you can't make this up. Yeah, it's a video and everything. I mean, he's like, what, what? You know, if you watch the video, he's like, what, what? Like, well, I can't, I can't imagine that. In his mask and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's trying to say, be safe, and he's detained. And he did it so he don't draw well, attention. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And the bank actually worked with him, so it's it's resolved through the bank. I guess whatever they did for him, he's okay. He he's not going, you know, up, you know, all crazy about it, which he could if he wanted to, but put a few bills in that. Yeah, they must have did something. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's sad. That's yeah. sad. That's sad. That's sad. Yeah. I guess I um, my last closing remark, um, for anyone um, soon, soon coming, mm -hmm. um, for those who are living in NYCHA and may want to get out and move okay. out okay. and own a home, uh, I'm going to have access to some properties you do a and, show. I, and I'm going to actually have a website set up. So I'll be getting back to folks with that. But if anyone is listening now, you know, mm -hmm. there are some access to properties that I have this very, very moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, own a home, whether it's inside of NYCHA or outside of NYCHA. You, you, it could be done. You know, there's down payment assistance programs okay. that actually will cover the three and a half percent down uh, for a first time home buyer. So I'll be getting more information out about that. And we actually have moved out. I've helped three or four people that live in NYCHA buy a home. Okay. And they're in their homes right now in Jersey, you know, so it's very doable. Very, very doable. And I'll be having more information about that as we go along. Wonderful. Wow. Thank you. And and please, we got to do a show. We got to produce yeah. a show on that. Okay. A whole show. Yeah. And if you got to bring somebody on, that's I got, fine. I, got, I already got some to people. To do some, on, so some of the talking or maybe even bring people. them on virtually. Right. But let's do yeah. a show. Yeah. Let's cater and let's do a show. I know. Um. Oh, let, before we close, we do have, oh, we have a guest next week. Uh, let me get the name. That's it up. Um. <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, we have uh, Will Lopez coming on next week. I'm running for the same seat. Uh, oh, okay. Well, district. Right. <laughs> no, um, and then we have uh, down the road. It, we we booked. We we're getting really booked. So um, from candidates to uh, we have a resident coming on. Very a powerful resident coming on this month. We have a powerful resident coming on next month. Okay. We're not going to give up the name. You know what All I'm right, talking, I'm about. talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got that locked yeah. in. So um, I'm I'm happy about the position, you know, the way where we're going, the, how we're moving. Um, almost got my SoundCloud. Almost got some music to come on by accident, but I'm muted. <laughs> but yeah, so that's basically it. Um, next week, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Yeah. 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 And everybody yeah. remember to subscribe to our, our YouTube page, One Night of TV, O-N-E, Night TV. All right. All right. That's one how you can find us. People, one night, right? one, one people. We lifting off. All right. Give us some music. Thank you for tuning in.